Hello and welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, episode 75. 25 more and we'll go to a hundo. 100 episodes. Well, I mean, there is a little bit of news that happened this week. I mean, qualifying offers, either be accepted or denied. Um, non-tender, tendering or non-tendering contracts. A few little, like, Red Sox news, too. Uh, yeah. We did forgot to talk about one, like, Red Sox news that did happen last week. Forgot to mention that. It happens to do with a former Red Sox legend. Um, awards, like, uh, awards like Rookie of the Year, uh, manager of the year, Cy Young and MVP. We still got to discuss those and stuff like that, and a little bit like takes on that. But then after that, just nothing really going on except yeah, yeah, yeah. We almost did lose a social media site this uh week, but yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, all right. Anyway, all right. Yeah. <sighs> So nothing going on this week. I mean, around here and stuff like that. For those Red Sox fans listening here in the state of Illinois, or you could just be fans listening in another state like Indiana, Nevada, California, Alabama, and stuff like that. Or Canada, maybe. Might be listening internationally. Canada, the UK, Ireland, Scotland, Germany, France. Or even the Latin countries like uh, the Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Mexico, like Costa Rica, or even Japan, Australia. I don't know. There, yeah, we got some fans around the world. So yeah, but yeah, so nothing going on around here. I mean, did hear like um some of the state like in Massachusetts they were getting some snow, especially there. But we did get a few snow driftings, but that's about it. I mean. Yeah, they were talking about like on Tuesday we would get like one to three inches, but it didn't really turn out to be one to three inches. It really turned out to be nothing. Just like a, basically a couple of um, dustings and stuff like that. Just nothing really. Just had, We just had some snow showers, and that's about it. And basically when it hit the ground or basically hit the concrete, it basically just melted right away. Kind of deal. Yeah, the only time the snow did stick was basically um, – when it hit the grass and stuff like that, but that's about it. I mean, and it didn't even stay there for long. So we didn't get too much or get, get any snow at all kind of deal. Although I'm seeing in Buffalo, I was seeing right now, they're getting a lot of snow. Like I'm looking at the Bills um, home stadium. I thought, are they going to play on Sunday? Yeah, they might have to call their game. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, let's get into some Red Sox news. All right, so we forgot to mention this last week. So it looks like one of the main, like, news that happened before the Red Sox, um, before we started Season 2, that was Red Sox news of the offseason. It looks like the Red Sox gave Jason Veritek a three-year deal um, to be on the coaching staff as um, possibly um, in his role. Um, but knowing that Will Venable has basically uh, joined the Rangers coaching staff, he might be a bench coach. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Could he be a manager someday, Jason Veritek? Maybe. I feel like he could be a really good manager, except 
I don't want him to manage the Red Sox just for the fact that he's a Red Sox legend. And if he does become uh Red or become manager of the Red Sox, yeah, and if things head south, that might not be good. The fans will basically turn on the dude. Yeah. Which you can't do that. You can't turn on a legend like Jason Veritek. It would be like saying like Big Poppy. Same thing with Big Poppy. If he became manager, knowing that would be kind of fun to have Big Poppy as manager. Um, but yeah, here in, or with the Red Sox, if things head south and knowing that they could head south, they'll they'll basically turn on Poppy. Yeah. And you can't do that. You can't do that. So legend. Same thing. Yeah, someone same thing like a Pedro Martinez. It's kind of like the same thing. That's why I don't like if uh, team legends and stuff like that are famous players that played for the team and became legends with the team, become managers later on. Usually, if it's someone like an Alex Cora who wasn't with the team that long and basically didn't play that big of a role with the team, I could see him, yeah, that that would be a good fit for the Red Sox. I feel like I could see some, like a like a player that wasn't only here for the Red Sox for a few years and stuff like that. I could see him like being manager with the Red Sox. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like um for the English Premier League for uh my favorite team is Chelsea football. And recently a few years ago, they had one of their le- legends, Frank Lampard, um, who's now a manager at uh Everton. Um, so they hired him because he was a legend with Chelsea. He helped bring championships to Chelsea and stuff like that, bring like honors and stuff like that. So they thought, okay, let's hire him as our next manager. And it really did not turn out that good, especially around the COVID season or like 2020, 2021. Like they basically kicked him like out, like during the middle of the season. Yeah. Cause he wasn't really, yeah. It was kind of more like, what are you doing for me lately? You haven't been doing anything good for us lately. So Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. And that's why I really don't like it if someone like uh, Veritek, a Dustin Pedroia, David Ortiz, or Pedro Martinez became Red Sox or manager of the Red Sox. I just didn't want that. But that sounds pretty good to, for uh, Veritek to get his deal and stuff like that and basically uh, stay long with the Red Sox and their coaching staff. Maybe be the bench coach now that Will Verlinbull is gone to be on the Rangers, uh, Texas Rangers coaching staff. Yeah, sorry. So that's why we sorry if we forgot to mention it last episode, but I just kind of want to say something about that now, as opposed to never saying it at all. <clears throat> all right. Well, so news this week. So earlier this week, it was um, reported that the deadline to accept or decline um, qualifying option qualifying offers um, for MLB teams would be decided. All right. So, so the Red Sox did give two qualifying offers, one to Avoli and obviously to Xander Bogarts. Um, so both have declined those options or qualifying options. So, yeah, Evaldi is gone now too and it looks like both well there's still hope for bogarts and stuff like that and we'll get into that in a little bit too why there might still be hope for bogarts but yeah for a it looks like he's gonna hit the market too but 
hopefully we get to re-sign him because knowing our we need starting pitching and knowing that how Nathan Baldy through the years, ever since Chris Sale got the um, deal that he got that's now turning out to be a complete disaster, but he's been that dude that's basically stepped up, Ivaldi. Been that guy that's basically has been kind of our ace. He's been kind of our ace. Like, he stepped up into that role of like, hey, I'll be the guy that Chris Sale was supposed to be and be our ace and stuff like that, and be that guy you would want to give a ball to in the deciding game and stuff like that. And just hopefully this isn't the end for Evaldi. And hopefully it's not the end for Bogarts either. But, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. <coughs> All right. Um, so other news, um, it looks like, hold on, we got to talk about this too. So in a couple or next week or so, or something like that, or in a few weeks or so will be the rule five draft, which is, if you don't know what the rule five draft is, it's basically where teams can go to other teams, farm system, and basically like draft players from their, uh, farm systems. Yeah. So it's yeah they've been doing this for a while. That's kind of how the Red Sox got Garrett Whitlock, yeah, in the Rule Five draft, yeah, from the Yankees, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how we got old um, Garrett Whitlock. Yeah. So that's basically so. To so this week so this week they did add six players to their rock to their uh, 40-man roster to protect them from getting uh, picked in the Rule 5 draft. And according to SoxProspects.com, uh, these players are um, Sedan Rafaela, obviously, um, Chris Murphy, one of our uh, really, or one of our uh, pitchers, left-handed pitcher, Brandon Walter, left-handed pitcher, um, the piece that we got in the, or one of the pieces that we got in the Christian Vasquez deal with the Astros, Manuel Valdez, utility player, and then infielder David Hamilton we got in the Hunter Renfro and uh, Jack Bradley Jr. trade back in the uh, last offseason. And then also part of the Vasquez deal, Wilmer Elbreu, outfielder. So those guys, not saying that they will be on the actual roster come opening day and stuff like that. But just to protect them from getting uh, picked in the Rule 5 draft, they added them to the 40-man roster this week. So, yeah, just want to make that clear, yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they, these guys could get traded this offseason, could get traded this offseason and stuff like that. So, like, because, yeah, not saying I really want to trade someone like a Sedan Rafael or someone like a Manuel Valdez and stuff like that. But, yeah, that could potentially happen. Yeah. <coughs> All right. So that's it. Well, not it for news, but it for that news. All right. But it was also reported this uh, week that now that the World Baseball Classic is going to happen this spring in March, so the um, MLB teams like the Red Sox and all the other 29 teams, they're going to play some expedition games against some of the teams in, or some of the teams that uh, are playing in the World Baseball Classic. So I think we're going to be playing Team Puerto Rico, and they're going to be using our facilities to to, uh, train and get ready for uh, the World Baseball Classic. And we're going to play 
as I said, an expedition game against Team Puerto Rico, I believe on March the 9th or the 8th. I could be totally wrong on that, but yeah. Yeah. But, well, we'll do something about that too. We'll do like kind of like a little segment, like when we get when we get to that time, do a little segment for the World Baseball Classic. That would that actually be kind of fun. Like go over like um game results and stuff like that. I'm I'm kind of excited. This is like my world, version of the World Cup, which is coming up next week. Yeah, go Team USA. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much, yeah. Yeah, which in the World Baseball Classic will be going for Team USA too because, yeah, I got my Team USA hats. Yeah. Well, I got one for just one wear around work and one just to wear. Yeah. <coughs> I wanted to get those hats just for the fact that on those game days when Team USA is playing, I kind of want to wear those hats. Kind of like show support for my country. Yeah. Go America. America. <laughs> yeah. So that's it from that news. But to wrap up the Red Sox news, today was the deadline to either um, tender or non-tender a contract. All right. Let's go over how that all went down. All right. So the contracts that got tendered and slash avoided arbitration were... Um, Ryan Brazier, his uh, contract got tendered, so he'll be back for next year, potentially be back. Josh Taylor, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with that, so his contract got tendered, so he'll be back uh, next year. Hopefully it'd be a piece in the bullpen. And then, obviously, here are the others. Um, Rafael Devers, obviously, he's still under contract for one more year. Alistair Dugo, Nick Pavetta, Christian Arroyo, and uh, Reese McGuire. Yeah. So those are the contracts that got tendered. So those, um, let's see, four, six, seven, seven players will be back for uh, 2023. All right. But the people that didn't get their contracts uh, tendered were two guys. One, um, Yu Chang. He will not be back next year or at least potentially not be back next year. So he's going to be a free agent. So his contract, as I said, got non-tendered. And then no surprise, no surprise here. And a lot of Red Sox fans would be okay with this. Um, Franchi Cordero. So his contract did not get uh, tendered. So he will be a free agent next, this off season. I really felt like we lost out in that trade, especially with uh, the Royals and the Mets for Andrew Benatendi. I mean, this just shows just how, like, he didn't really kind of blossom here and stuff like that. And he was mostly just a AAA guy that it just shows how much we kind of, like, really lost, how Heim kind of lost in that trade or how we lost in that trade. How he didn't really turn out to be the player that we thought he would. But I could also see, too, that if that's the case, they might try to find a way, to like, just to kind of make themselves look good and stuff like that and see, oh, like, prove that we didn't really lose out in that trade, um, that they would try to re-sign Cordero. 
Which I believe that would really be a stupid move if they did that. That would really be dumb. That would be one of the dumb signings. Yeah. Which I that's my real fear this whole offseason. I feel like we are going to make if we don't make any move or we'll make moves, but we'll possibly make really dumb, useless moves. Like moves that like really just make no sense. Like last year with the Hunter Renfro and Jack Bradley Jr. trade. I thought it made sense back then because, hey, you might be just getting like an extra utility outfielder and stuff like that. But you are planning still to get another uh, out, big power outfield back to replace Hunter Renfro. Okay, that would actually make sense. But then once they did not do that, then it kind of shows, okay, that whole trade was dumb. That whole trade was really dumb and useless and really fucked up our team. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so that's basically just the Red Sox news. Just oh, um, I did say, uh, what would they say? One more thing, um, it is David Ortiz's birthday today, or in well, at least uh, until like um, till midnight or so, but it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Big Poppy! Yeah, 47 years old. It's amazing. In three years, he'll be 50. A half a century. That that just will blow my mind. It really does. Yeah. Poppy 50. Oh, man. Yeah. Time does fly by. It does. But, yeah. Happy birthday to the GOAT. Poppy, my favorite player growing up, as a, especially when he was with the Red Sox his entire career. Well, not entire career but you know i mean for the majority of his career so happy birthday to the goat all right that's it for red Sox news um yeah i mean this is probably gonna be a short episode tonight i mean we haven't really got any red Sox news um we are gonna go over um um mlb major awards and stuff like that but we're gonna go to break first and then come back and then do that and then wrap up the show all right, so don't go anywhere, folks. All right, we are back to uh, kind of start wrapping up the show. All right, so my so the MLB uh, awards were this week. Monday was Rookie of the Year. Uh, Tuesday was Manager of the Year, and then um, what or Wednesday was Cy Young, and then yesterday was the MVP. I don't know why I just blanked there, but I just did. All right. All right. So, um, anyway, all right. Gotta pull up something here real quick. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So, here. So, here. All right. So, for rookie of the year, um, your AL Rookie of the Year was Julio Rodriguez. So, yeah, for 2022. So, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with this. I really felt like he was probably going to win that award just for the year that he was having, especially with the Mariners and stuff like that and how, like, he was basically just really young and stuff like that and just making, like, play or just uh, um, having the season that he was. So, I thought, like, yeah. Although, I thought Rutschman could possibly have, one and two, but yeah, I mean, these were pretty good candidates too. Like, 
um, Rutschman, Rodriguez, and Quan. I felt like they were pretty good uh, candidates, but I didn't really have that big two. Like, uh, but I thought if like if, if it had to been anybody, it would have to have been like uh, Leo Rodriguez of the Mariners. All right, and then for the NL Rookie of the Year it was a uh, Michael Harris. Michael Harris the second. So pretty good, pretty good. All right. I kind of figured he would win that too, just for the fact that, like, yeah, he was having a year, pretty uh, good rookie year too. I didn't know much about uh, Brandon Donovan of the Cardinals and Spencer Strider. I mean, I felt like that would have been, like, uh, a competitor too, like his uh, teammate too. He was also had a pretty good year too, so I would have been okay if he would have won that too. Hmm. All right, and then for AL Manager of the Year, guess who won it? Yeah, former Red Sox skipper and Hall of Famer, making his Hall of Fame uh, resume is Terry Francona of the Cleveland Guardians. So pretty good. Yeah, well-deserved for Ter- Terry Francona. Yeah. I mean, I was going for Scott's service of the Mariners just for the fact that, like, he basically, like, managed the Mariners to basically their first postseason appearance in, like, almost 21 years and stuff like that. But I could yeah, – I mean, for – it was also good for Terry Francona because he actually, or he basically, yeah, made it bit, or basically helped or uh, match a pretty good season for the Guardians. I didn't have the Guardians winning the AL Central that year. And, like, yeah, a lot of people didn't have them win either. And they just came out of nowhere and basically just won the AL Central and basically um, went to the ALDS and almost uh, eliminated the Yankees, except they. Yeah, except if Garrett Cole didn't turn out to be Garrett Cole in Game 4, and then the Yankees would have finished them off in uh, Game 5 in New York. Yeah, the Guardians would have been heading to uh, the ALCS. I mean, seriously, I mean, you got to tip your hats off to that. All right. So that's it for AL uh, Manager of the Year. NL Manager of the Year, I didn't really like this pick. Buck Walter winning it. I kind of my guess would have been i mean maybe dave roberts just for the fact that he basically like um coach possibly one of the best if not um best like dodgers teams of all time and stuff like that and like yeah one of the top teams in MLB history win prop or wins and stuff like that so I mean, you got to give you credit to Buck Showalter. He did kind of turn the Mets around a little bit, too, and kind of turn them into a team that they were, or they turned out to be, except that they didn't have their collapse right at the end of the season and then the postseason, too. Yeah. I know. I just didn't like Buck Showalter. I didn't even like him when he was with the Orioles. The dude just, like, just looked like he was pissed off and just, like, just like looks like a grumpy old man, and also too, the guy hates the Red Sox too. Like he has come out, or come out like numerous times, saying like every time the Red Sox, he said, "Well, that's their fault." I mean, seriously, like he has actually said some not great things about the Boston Red Sox and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, fuck you, Buck Showalter. <laughs> yeah, I hope bad things happen here. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, really. What an asshole. I fucking hate him. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so AL uh, Cy Young. Um, Justin Verlander. Yeah, Justin Verlander does it again. I believe this is either his second or third Cy Young. 
I'm, so he's kind of getting up to some uh, nice company with guys like Pedro, Roger Clemens, Steve Carlson, or Steve Carlton, and like just numerous guys have won Cy Young awards, stuff like that, or multiple Cy Young awards. So, yeah, hats off to him. I kind of knew that he would be like, I that was kind of my pick too for winning the AL Cy Young and stuff like that. But still, I mean, yeah, I mean, he kind of turned. Kind of turned it on a little bit too, like around the end, especially in the postseason. I mean, he got it done in the postseason. So, yeah. I mean, but even before that, I felt like, yeah, the dude's going to win American League Cy Young. Where's that beeping coming? Like, someone's beeping. Oh, my Lord. It does that every night around this time. Someone's like trying to back up a truck. My neighborhood, what the heck? Just wake up the damn neighborhood. Why don't you, idiot? <laughs> All right. NL Cy Young, I mean, no surprise here, too. And this is kind of my pick, too. Sandy Alcantara. I mean, nothing gets Max Fried or Julio Arreyes, but I felt like uh, Sandy Alcantara kind of deserved that, too, especially having the year that he had. So, yeah. Got, I haven't got much to say about that, but just, yeah, just – that's up the Sandy. All right. And then um AL MVP, no surprise, um, is Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. Yeah. I mean, kind of figured the year that he had in breaking the American League record and Yankees uh home run record. So he uh yeah, so and have yeah, home runs, so with sixty two. So I kind of figured that he would have won it. Yeah. I mean, either that or Shohei. I mean, he had a pretty good year, too, but still, I mean, yeah. And then for the NL, no surprise here, and this is my pick, too, Paul Goldschmidt. He had a pretty good year, too. And I think at one point he was, like, going for the NL Triple Crown, too. So, yeah, kind of like uh, Aaron Judge, too, as I said, for the American League. He was going for the American League Triple Crown. Paul Goldschmidt was going for the NL Triple Crown. He was having a pretty good year, too, at uh, first base for the Cardinals. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, pretty good awards there, or pretty good awards and stuff like that. I mean, it didn't really have a problem with him, except maybe Buck Showalter as the NL Manager of the Year. Yeah. All I know is a Red Sox did not win any of those awards. Yeah. Have we even been in consideration? Not really. Not since, like, Mookie Betts for MVP in 2018. Has it really been that wild four years? Yeah, <coughs> yeah, just kind of just shows how Red Sox history, at least for at least for most of it, has just not been good. Yeah. Hopefully, by better days are are uh, ahead of us. Anyway, not much else. I mean, well, Twitter almost died last night. Gosh. <laughs> Anybody see that? Yeah, really. So, if you haven't heard what's going on in the news right now, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Yeah, so all we've all been waiting for, he finally bought Twitter, and now he's the new CEO of Twitter. Well, this kind of angers a few people at Twitter, especially some of the workers, who decided that he has been in conflict with some of these workers. And now he's saying that he would start laying some of them off and maybe start closing the offices temporarily. Well, last night, it, 
word started going around Twitter that with that news being said, Twitter might start shutting down. Like, like last night or around like close to mid or midnight or around the morning and stuff like that. And once you woke up yet today or basically Friday morning and you can't get uh, Twitter open up, it's, or at least Twitter open up and stuff like that, you know why now. Well, anyway, that time or uh, Friday morning came, and you could still get on Twitter. Yeah, I just felt like I really felt like that. Really, just I was really blown out for Chicago. Like everybody got so wigged out that Twitter was just gonna shut down completely. <coughs> I mean, yeah, I just I thought that was just dumb. I, I really did feel like, and, and not only that. It's what I was hearing too was they're just shutting down the offices temporarily. Yeah, I mean they're going to like I do know that I do kind of see if they could start laying people off and stuff like that. But I mean seriously, Twitter's not going to die. Good lord, people. I mean that's what I mean. They're not shutting down the website or the mobile app. Good lord. I mean seriously, I feel like we just worry about stupidest shit possible but i was kind of a little worried too because i thought what's gonna happen for our uh, red sox podcast on twitter i mean sir there were some things i was wanting to plan on doing that we need twitter for yeah and one of those things hold on want to check something real quick hold on So, you already know, like, so for, um, we're going to be planning, if this still happens, we're going to try to plan on doing, like, a Hall of Fame ballot, or kind of Hall of Fame ballot tracking, stuff like that. Kind of like what not, not Mr. Tibbs does on Twitter, or this Ryan Thibodeau dude. So, kind of thing, but kind of like, do, like, kind of like a little tracking thing and stuff like that, see how, what former Red Sox, uh, players who are up for consideration for the baseball hall of fame, see where they're going to land and stuff like that. Kind of do like, kind of like our own little, like kind of tracking fame for the off season and stuff like that. Speaking of which, I wonder what the, I want to see what the ballot is. Yeah. Kind of see who are for our candidates of former Red Sox. Glory are. Yeah. All right. Okay. Who are our Red Sox? Yeah. Man, getting tired. A long week. But anyway, so he so the reason why I kind of like talk about Twitter and what that's got to do with the, the baseball hall of fame tra- ballot track and stuff like that. So he basically uh gets some of these ballots from some of these um um, baseball writers, like, some of them will, like, post their ballots publicly and stuff like that and kind of show who they voted for, who they didn't vote for, and stuff like that. And that's kind of like a nice little track. I mean, the, that kind of, like, gave me a little bit of hope, kind of watching last year with Big Poppy's uh, ballot race and stuff like that. kind of, like, gave me a little bit of hope, like, and knowing how, like, he was kind of, like, a little bit ahead and, like, it was kind of looking like that he could possibly get in and stuff like that. Which he eventually did get in, yeah, on the first year. All right, 
All right, so this isn't really an official ballot, but this is from a, ba or a baseball reference. All right, so here are some of our candidates. Um, one is uh, Billy Wagner. I mean, he did pitch for the Red Sox for a little bit, like I think in 2009. Um, let's see, who else? Jeff Kent's still on. Oh, on his last year, too. Well, Dan Shaughnessy better freaking vote for him this year. She's <laughs> about to say, because you ain't going to get a chance next year, Dan. That's so dumb. His only vote last year was for, for fucking Jeff Kent. An idiot didn't even play for the Red Sox. That, that's why I hate Dan Shaughnessy so much. Like, fuck him. <laughs> why is that idiot still around? <laughs> why, yeah, why is he still writing columns for the Boston Globe? What, what are we doing? Anyway, all right. Manny Ramirez on his seventh year. Oh, yeah. Um, Billy Wagner's on his eighth year. So, yeah. Yeah. If you don't know a baseball writers association ballot, you only get 10 years on the ballot. And then after those 10 years and you didn't get voted in, you're you're off the ballot. And you have to find your way on the Veterans Committee. All right. Anyway. All right. So Manny Ramirez, his seventh year. I'm not really sure if he'll get in or not, but never say. Yeah. Never say never. All right. Um, John Lackey, first year. Not sure he'll be a first year ballot um hall or ballot hall of famer. Uh Jacoby Ellsbury, first year also. Uh Johnny Peralta, maybe. I mean, he did kind of spend a little bit of time with the minor leagues, but I really feel like that didn't really count. But yeah. <clears throat> All right. And then Mike Napoli, Aaron Hill. So yeah, Bronson Arroyo, huh? Yeah, all right. Uh, Stephen Drew. All right. Let's see, and then that's about it. Yeah, just and all and all the and then uh, yeah, as I said, uh, Peralta, Mike Napoli, Hill, Arroyo, and then uh, Stephen Drew are like basically also first ballot Hall of Famers too. What well, first ballot on first year on the ballot? Yeah. Well, we just jinxed our chances for this year. So. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, looking right now, it looks like Scott Rowland has like a 63.2% of the vote. So, yeah. I could see Todd Helton getting in this year. I could see him getting in. Um, I've the Out of the first ballot Hall of Famers, I feel like maybe Carlos Beltran um might possibly get in kind of on the first first year although it is kind of a slim chance for him and you also got to take into account too that he was kind of part of that uh 2017 Houston Astros sign stealing scandal that kind of got him the World Series so he was kind of, he's kind of considered one of the ringleaders in that whole uh farce and stuff like that so Maybe that they might try to use that against some of the writers. I don't know. Yeah. And they tried doing it with Poppy. So, I mean, and also the whole thing, too. We don't vote for DH. Jesus Christ. That really does kind of piss me off, too. Like, the only people that get to vote for the non veterans committee or like the actual ballot or the actual baseball writers, like, seriously. These are people who have never played a day of baseball in their freaking lives. And they're getting to decide who gets in and who should not get in. Unreal. Okay. I feel like more people should actually vote for it. 
Like the fans, Tom? No, not the fans. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, that would be totally anarchy. Um, <clears throat> no, but like, like current players, I could see maybe give them the vote, or maybe here's an option. How about broadcasters, both TV and radio, guys who actually watch the actual game? Because yeah, yeah, watch the game to like commentate on the game. Yeah, like I'm surprised Dave O'Brien. Or Jerry Remy when he was still alive. R.I.P. Uh, Jerry Remy. Or even Joe Stick Leone. Like, he doesn't get a vote? Just unreal. I mean, seriously, Dan, Dan Shaughnessy gets a vote, but Joe Stick Leone doesn't? Just unreal. Seriously, and Joe Stick Leone actually cares more about the Red Sox than Dan Shaughnessy. Yeah, Dan Shaughnessy just does nothing more but shits on the team. Yeah, shits on the team all day in his freaking Globe articles and stuff like that. Unreal. Why is he still writing articles for the Globe? I don't know. It's, it just just seems there's really no justice in the world. Yeah. Uh, and let's, let's just end the show with just saying how much we do not like Dan Shaughnessy. Yeah, I mean, Poppy even said to himself, we know he's an asshole. Yeah. <coughs> All right. So let's start wrapping this up. As I said, this was going to be a short episode because not really a lot went on this week except for uh, uh, accepting or declining uh, qualifying offers, um, a few other Red Sox news, and then just the tendering and non-tendering of contracts. That's about it. The only real off-season move anybody made um, was basically, or basically free agent move, major free agent move was basically Tyler Anderson, who was gonna, who was a Red Sox target or uh, free agent target. Um, he decided that he was going to leave the Dodgers to go to the Angels, which I feel like that's a downgrade. Yes, really seriously, go from a team that basically had a chance of win has a chance every year of winning the World Series to a team that has no shot at making the postseason. That, that, really makes, that really just makes a lot of sense, but whatever. I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's something in the, well, the Angels we don't know. You know. Anyway, alright. But that's about it. I mean, nothing really going on. I mean, all's quiet right now. But I feel like some stuff might start being up. I feel like a lot of stuff doesn't really start heating up. Um, or at least it has, like, in re or past years, heat up around until like we get close to like the winter meetings or like around Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But in recent years, it's basically been kicking up around like February, like right when we're getting close to spring training and stuff like that. But we'll see. I mean, maybe that is kind of the thing I do not like about uh MLB free agency, as apart from the NBA free agency. With the NBA free agency, they basically start right away, like basically at, at the hour that free agency officially opens, moves are being made. Heck, moves are like kind of officially or kind of like secretly being made before the um, start time of free agency. With the MLB, I mean, we might not be getting any news until like actual signings and stuff like that until maybe January, maybe February. I hope not because, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do with, yeah. Although I feel like there's a lot of more certainty than it was last offseason when we first started the show. Like, there were, like, times where I felt like last year I thought 
maybe I should just take a few weeks of break and stuff like that until the actual, because we were in a lockout last year and stuff like that. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. I did hear from one of the Latin Red Sox reporters that maybe this weekend, maybe there might be some moves happening. Oh, by the way, if we forgot about talking about this, um, so it looked like it was reported just recently. Uh, Michael Silverman reported that uh, the Red Sox did or have been uh, making moves. Uh, one move they did make a move like right before he became a free agent and stuff like that. Officially became a free agent. And recently, they kind of like sweetened the deal a little bit too, or an offer for him too. So maybe it's kind of looking like maybe Bogarts might stay, but still, I don't know. I did see um, a poll by like the MLB did of MLB writers, and they were acting like, yeah, he's probably going to resign with the Red Sox, but we don't know yet. But it's kind of like hearing that news this week kind of like made me feel, okay, maybe, maybe there might still be some hope. There might be hope or for a. Bogarts to resign with the Red Sox. And they also like the whole like uh with Devers too, it looked like um that whole like the whole pool holes uh uh tweet that he just mentioned actually does have some validation now. Actually the Red Sox actually went down to the DR and tried to make an offer with them. They didn't just go down to have like give him a birthday cake and celebrate his birthday and stuff like that. They actually went down there to actually try to give him an offer and stuff like that. <coughs> So, yeah, seriously, I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, hopefully there is, like, moves starting to happen pretty soon. Because, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, if the only moves, more importantly, the real priority should be get Bogart signed and maybe get Devers the extension. I mean, and also get starting pitching and uh, relief pitching. And maybe a first baseman and maybe a DH. I don't know. Or first baseman slash DH. I did see Cody Bellinger. I did forget about this too. Cody Bellinger um, basically was uh, – his contract was non-tendered. And so was uh, Luke Voigt. Um, so that might make them phrases. I wouldn't mind having someone like a Cody Bellinger or Luke Voigt on our team. I mean, for Luke Boyd or Luke Voigt, if Abreu, Jose Abreu doesn't sign with the Red Sox, that might be your first base, maybe DH, maybe. Maybe Luke Voigt. I mean, I wouldn't mind having him on the team. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a big, bad thing. <coughs> I mean, yeah, he was a Yankee at one point. He kind of does have that kind of like hardo kind of mentality. But, I mean – with an interview they had back in like uh with starting line back back in the day like four years ago, it sounded like he was a really nice dude. Like kind of a cool dude. I kinda wanted to have a beer with a dude and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. So it I wouldn't hate him uh coming on the Red Sox. I mean, I, it wouldn't be bad. And Cody Bellinger, too. I mean, that would actually be a pretty good bat, and like especially have him in the outfield. Yeah, have have the have your outfield be former Dodger players. Yeah, for Dugo, Kike, and then, yeah, Bellinger. I mean, and also, I mean, did you see that meme a few years ago? Kind of looks a little bit like a Ted Williams. Like a younger version, like a 21st century version of Ted Williams. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Eh. Eh. 
All right, final thoughts. Um, um, I did see uh, Jose Trevino of the New York Yankees, their catcher. So his son had uh, his son's school had like a career day, and it looked like I just saw recently that he actually came to the career day dressed up as like what he would be like when he was a catcher. I thought that's just so cool. That that's just so cool. It just shows um a picture of him like hugging his son and stuff like that, like at the career day, and like I thought all that. So that's so cool. That really sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Final thoughts. I mean, not much else. Um, Norfolk Community Basketball is gonna start um next week. Opening night, inner city tournament against U High on Monday. Is the season, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm gonna take um, <coughs> man, still battling a cough. All right, um. So anyway, so um, I think on the S December the second, I'm gonna take that day off. I'm gonna go uh, film uh, North Community's uh, home opener. So I thought I'd talk to my sister and maybe have her Ryan, her husband, in. Uh, our two nephews, Fox and Holland, basically uh, show up to the game at least for the JV game. I mean, they're probably gonna have to go home, um, at or before or get home around seven o'clock or eight o'clock because yeah, that's when they have to put the boys to bed. Yeah, Holland's getting so interested in the basketball. He goes basketball, basketball, basketball. He also likes baseball too. Baseball. So it was cute today. I was over at a. Uh, their house and like uh I was wearing uh I was wearing a Bundesliga um kid in jersey which if you don't know what Bundesliga is it's basically German soccer. So um I had one of the jerseys on and stuff like that and like there's like a yellow star that's like over the team logo and I was like holding my nephew and like he was talking we were just kind of talking stuff like that Holland and he sees a star and he's like going like ha 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 like he's humming ha ha, but it's like twinkle twinkle little star. Like I thought, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so cute. Like he's trying to sing twinkle twinkle little star. <laughs> so cute. So cute. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Uh, subscribe or review on Spotify and maybe give us a five-star review if you can. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at red underscore charter. And then follow the show on TikTok uh, at lowercase socks, Illinois. Follow the show on Instagram, also lowercase socks, Illinois. And then like the show on Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter. And then follow the show well, now on Spotify now. I did check it. It looks like we're not on Google anymore either. I mean. So yeah, just follow us on Spotify. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe we might try to get try to see if we can get back on those platforms. But yeah, but for now, just follow us on Spotify. All right. With that being said, I believe that will about do it. All right. See you guys next week. Bye, Yana.